What's going on, everybody? Teddy Jenner here with another SEALs podcast and a bit of a breaking news SEALs podcast as we have the newest member of the team. We finally landed a big whale in free agency, Patrick Merrill, signing Dane Doby from the Calgary Roughnecks, and he joins us here in the pod. Dane, how are you, my man? Great, Teddy. Thanks for asking. Excited, man. Yeah, it's a, a bit of a change for you. This has never happened to you in your National Across League career. What is What are the feelings like uh, knowing that you're going to be on a new team? Um, yeah, it was 13 years, <laughs> stayed with one team. So, uh, you know, during the, during the decision-making times, it was, uh, emotional, it was tough. Um, but, uh, now it's just pure excitement. I'm, I'm ready to get going and I'm excited to get down there and, uh, get to meet all the guys and get out there and, uh, start practicing and get ready for training camp. How were the decision-making process or how was it for you, you know, being your first time and having such a good relationship with the Calgary organization. How did those discussions go? <laughs> they were emotional, um, you know, especially with Kurt. Um, I've been with him since, uh, since junior lacrosse in 2005. So I've been with him side by side with him since, uh, you know, 18 years, I think it is. Um, but at the end of the day, um, I'm happy with my decision. It's a decision I had to make and I'm very, very excited to get down to uh, San Diego. But uh, um, you know, yeah, sorry, it took ahead. a couple days. It took a couple days to uh, let it sink all in and uh, let the emotions go. But uh, now it's a, a new beginning, and I'm really excited. August first was the official start of free agency. When did sort of the San Diego conversations come to play? You know, every I've been a free agent for the last three seasons that played. So uh, San Diego's always reached out to me. You know, Josh has always. Uh, Shooters always reached out to me, even back in the uh, in the summer ball days and uh, all that kind of stuff. So um, it's been kind of ongoing. Um, every year they 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 try. Um, this year was uh, when would it have been? A couple weeks into August. I do my own. I'm my own agent, so I don't uh, I don't have an agent, so I have to do it all myself, which I do enjoy. Um, but uh, you know, it was great talking. I talked to Josh. I talked to Patty a lot. Um, you know, Steve. So it was, uh, you know, it's like I said, it was a family decision that uh, internally we had to make. And uh, like I said, I'm happy with it. Uh, Kayla and the girl happy. Uh, you guys are going to be spending the time in the beach and, and down in the sunshine of San Diego. <laughs> you know, uh, Kayla just went back to work. So, uh, you know, we got a 14 month old girl and uh, a four year old Quinn and Madison. So. You know, Quinn's got all the San Diego stuff on already. She's wearing a sweatshirt. It's it's boiling hot up here, but uh, you know she's excited and uh, you know she thinks it's a cool logo and uh, salty's a cool stuffed animal. So that's about uh, as much as she knows right now. But um, we're hoping to get down there for a week or something like that in the in the middle of winter when it's uh, rainy season up here in Vancouver and uh, spend a week in the sunshine would be really nice. Uh, you mentioned your relationship with Kurt Miloski, and, and when I was in there 2019 for the NL championship, uh, we did a piece on the two of you um, and how much your relationship meant. And it was sort of, sort of very father-son-like. Um, and, and there was a very emotional conversation with the both of you. Um, how much has he meant to you in your lacrosse career? Like you said, he, you've been playing for him since you were 18 years old. Um, what's he done for you personally and as a lacrosse player? <laughs> Yeah, like I came out here and uh, I'm from Ontario. So I came out West in when I was 18 years old in 2005. 
and I had no family, nothing out here. And he kind of took me under his wing as, as a coach for the Burnaby Lakers in junior. And, uh, you know, I came back for the following two years and I just played under him. And then we played together in Coquitlam and then we played together in Calgary. And then he coached me in Calgary and, and the rest is history. But um, away from the X's and O's, away from the coaching and away from all that, I think he's just become a, a like you said, a father figure, but more of like a, an older brother. Um, you know, he, he's someone that can, I can lean on and, uh, he'll tell me the the straight goods at all, at all times. So he's been, he's made a big impact on my family and where I am today. And I have nothing but great things to say about Kurt and, uh, the way we, you know, our relationship's kind of funny, but, uh, it's strictly lacrosse. Um, we have so much in common in the lacrosse world and we can just talk for hours about it. So he's a very, uh, intelligent guy. Um, but, uh, it was emotional saying goodbye to him. That was, that was the really, really tough part for me. But at the end of the day, we're still really good friends. Um, we've talked, we've talked after the fact and uh, we're not going to let this get in the way of our friendship. And uh, I look forward to being friends with him for years to come. Um, whenever San Diego and Calgary play first, two chirps, who? Who gets the first bar in? I think it's probably best that I just keep my mouth <laughs> shut. Uh, <laughs> You know, Kurt's not a big, uh, I don't think he's a big chirper, but he'll, he'll, uh, he'll yell. Um, I'm not sure. Uh, I'll probably just keep my mouth shut that game. Let's just say that. For the first little while, I'm sure once the blood gets going and the emotions get involved, there'll be a word or two running by the bench after you score. Um, <laughs> you mentioned your relationship with Josh Sanderson. Um, you guys played together in Calgary. Uh, you won the 09 championship together. Um, and he was obviously a big part of helping you get to San Diego. Um, but what's your relationship like with him? Josh is someone I've looked up to um, probably since I was in around Bantam, back east, Bantam lacrosse. So I used to go to Toronto Rock games. Josh was always an undersized player. Um, always, I think at that time he was always playing against Toronto. Um, he never played for Toronto when I used to go to those games at Maple Leaf Gardens. And he'd just come in and... Uh, you know, just a small little guy that had vision and was and was smarter than every single player on the floor at the time. And uh, and he used his smarts to his advantage. And, uh, you know, he's one of the best, if not the best feeder to ever play the game. And I, I had the privilege to play with him in 2009. Not only did he teach me how to be a pro and all that kind of stuff and, and, and show me the ropes on the floor, but off the floor, I, I got to room with him. Um, I spent two years rooming with him and, uh, what an experience. Uh, the mentality he has of, of winning and that's all it takes is like whatever it takes to win is, is contagious. And I tried to put myself around someone like that. And I learned a lot from Josh and I have nothing but good things to say about Josh. And I look forward to playing with uh, playing for him. What do you think he's going to be like as a coach? I don't know if he's anything like his old man, he's going to get the best out of it. He's going to get the best out of every single player he has. So like, you know, that's one thing. Uh, that's one thing I, I played for Terry and T Terry, you know, T would get 18 guys and he had, he got the best out of all 18 every single night. And if Josh has anything, which I'm sure he does um, coaching style, like his dad, um, he'll get the best out of, out of myself along with the other, the other remaining players on the team. Um, you and I have talked before and, and it's sort of a, a running joke that there's a slingshot out that front door that gets you so much speed and 
forward momentum going towards the net on those breakouts. But I want to kind of go in the sun, inside the mind of Dane Doby. When you're in tight on the crease, are you knowing where you're going to shoot? Are you reacting to the goalie? Like a lot of kids kind of struggle in close um, with their stick skills. What's a bit of a pointer you can give to them? Patience. You yeah. have more time than you, you have more time than you think. Um, doesn't matter how fast you're going. Doesn't matter whereabouts you are on the floor. You have a lot more time than when, than what you think in there. And uh, um, let the girl let the goalie react to you. Don't react to the goalie. Um, that's a that's a big one that I, that I've always uh, went off of. Um, so if you throw a fake and the goalie doesn't move, um, you have to try and beat them again. So um, that's that's something that I was always taught. Um, don't go in knowing where you're going to shoot every single time. Um, let the goalie tell you where you're going to shoot. And that's just something that took time for me. But uh, when I get a, if you come off the bench, uh, that should be, that's the easiest way to score. Cause uh, you know, the defense played a great shift, the goalie either outleted it and you have a, a defender running as hard as he can to the bench. So um, kudos to defenses that uh, get off the floor like that and, and spring offenses. But uh I've had a lot of success over that in my career and uh, on breakaways, but uh, hopefully that can happen in San Diego as well. Um, well, you're going to be reunited with Frank Chiliano, who are you with in Calgary for a number of years, and he's one of the best passers in the game. How excited are you to get back with not only him, but, but a guy like Westberg as well? Yeah, you know, away from the game, they're just good people. And, you know, Frankie, Frankie just got married this weekend, and uh, my brother was his best man, so – we have a bit of a family, family ties, I guess, a bit uh, with Frankie. And, uh, you know, he came into Calgary when he was, I think, 18 years old. So uh, I have nothing but good things to say about Frank. And I look forward to, uh, I got all the belief in the world of Frankie between the pipes. And uh, I know San Diego does as well. Um, but I'm excited to get out there with him and, and get back and reunited with him. And, you know, Wes is just uh, a power forward. You know, he's like... If you look at hockey, he's like the Cam Neely of, of, of lacrosse. Like yeah. he's big, he's strong, he's fast. He goes to the middle of the floor. He goes to the dirty areas and he scores dirty goals. And what more do you want in a player than him? And away from the game, Wes is just a, a straight shooter and, and a great, honest person. And those are the people you want to put yourself around. Uh, you mentioned a couple of times wanting to get down to San Diego and check things out. How excited are you for a knock around field? About what? About knock around field, the outdoor practice facility that the seals use. Is that what it's called? Is yeah. that what it's called? Yeah. <laughs> you know what? Last time, I'm excited about it. Uh, when Calgary was down there, I think we had a practice around three o'clock in the afternoon, and it was about ninety degrees <laughs> out, and I wasn't too uh, thrilled about it, to be honest with you. But uh, what a cool experience to be able to go out there and uh, practice outside and. Uh, I'm looking forward to it and uh, it's going to be, you know, I, they're building everything down there is awesome. The, when we went down with Calgary a couple of times, we had a blast. Um, the guys were having fun down there. So I'm excited to get there and, and, and practice. What's it called? Knock around field. Yeah. Knock around field. Yeah. Yeah. I'm excited to get down there and practice around knock around field. <laughs> um, let's go back to that 09 final. Um, you were only in, in your second year in the league. Uh, your team, the Roughnecks had missed the playoffs the year before, but you guys went on a bit of a run. Uh, you faced New York in the finals, uh, an, an epic game. Um, Sheldon Powder was in that for you guys. New York had uh, Maddie Vince. Uh, what an epic, epic lacrosse game. Yeah. <laughs> that was my first like experience of a final. Like it, it was, it was insane. And uh, thankfully we had uh, veteran leadership with uh, 
you know, we had Josh Sanderson, Caleb Tolles, Tracy Klosky, and, and Kurt Miloski. And <laughs> those are four guys that have played a long time in that league. And, you know, we were going up. We had, we had our hands full. Like, you know, I think Patty Merrill was on that team. Yeah, he was on the New yeah, York team. Yeah. yeah, he was on the New York team. But, uh, you know, Casey Powell, I'll, I'll be straight up honest with you. Casey Powell was probably the best player on the floor that night. He's so good. He scored at will, and he almost won that game directly for them. So he he scored some really nice goals. But uh, at the end of the day, I think our depth and uh, how we played uh, came out to play. And, uh, you know, I was just all ears back then and, and just listen and do what any anything anybody told me on my team because uh, they had the experience and I didn't. And uh, it, it, what a, you know, I thought it might be easy after winning that championship and what is it? 12 years later, I didn't want, had to wait to win another one. So yeah. it's tough to win in this league and uh, you got to buy, you got to have buy-in from everybody. Um, you, you get that chance again in 2019 um, in front of uh, a jam packed saddle dome crowd. Uh, it was an unbelievable environment. Um, but that year you were the veteran and you were the guy that kind of helped had to lead the way for the young guys. What was the juxtaposition between those two games as, as a, a young face to a, a very veteran face? <laughs> I, I think it was more nerve wracking being older, to be honest with you. Um, but our, like the kids we had and the young guys we had, it was, it was easy to lead that team um, we had. And, you know, all I'm a big believer in leading by example and, uh, you know, putting it all on the floor every single night and, and, and peaking your game at the right time. And last year we, or 2019, I guess, we peaked at the right time in Calgary and, and everybody was clicking at the right time. And it, it was, I guess, from a leadership point of view is, is just more vocal, more telling people it's like, guys, it's okay. Like no matter what, we'll be okay. And, and just keep battling and play for one another and make sure you can look at, look yourself in the mirror after the game and said, you gave it your all. And, and after that, that's all we could ask for from you. Um, when Dutchie scores that game winner, um, I know I went crazy as an announcer just because it was such an unbelievable moment, but um, you were on the far side of the floor. What do you remember about that moment? Not much. Not much. <laughs> <laughs> I remember, I remember Curtis, Curtis comes across the top and shoots and hits crossbar goes out and Kinger. Kinger gets the ball and and I you know other than other than me probably standing at the half boards demanding the ball trying to score goals I think it got swung to Riley and it went over to Dutchie and Dutchie I think Curtis sealed the pile and Dutchie had an outside shot that went short side so other than after that like complete blackout and yeah. uh you know what a what a great game for for lacrosse in general and a lacrosse fans um especially the fans in Calgary at the time it was uh it was a really cool experience to win at home and win in such uh, such crazy fashion. Uh, a young kid from Alora watching, you know, the Toronto Rock, did you ever think you'd be a championship MVP, a league MVP, 13 years with one team and have all the success and um, recognition from all your peers? No, you know, like, it's quite humbling, to be honest with you. And but saying that, like, I remember playing in the backyard and, and, you know, it's just like the hockey kids that always talked about it that are in the NHL. It's like trying to score that game seven game winner and, uh, you know, lifting the cup. And I remember doing that for years. And I, I grew up in Elora, but I had the privilege to, you know, watch like Kate, guys like Casey Behrens play, played that just down the street from me, um, played five years in Elora Junior B, ended up having a great NLL career. Um, you know, Jamie Rooney, 
and then just a quick trip uh, from Elora to Toronto to watch the rock play all the time. And that's, and that's when my passion really got into it saying like, not, I think I could play here. It's like, I want to play here and, and nothing's going to try and get in my way. And um, thankfully all the opportunities, all the dominoes fell, fell in place and I've been given every opportunity possible. And I'm very grateful for that to actually get to where I am today. And uh, I never would have imagined or really cared about all this MVP and all that kind of stuff is, is championships and it's rings and it's pictures and it's, and it's memories with teammates that, that really, that really, that's really the icing on the cake as a, for me, at least as a lacrosse player, that uh, championship picture with the trophy in the middle, that's, that's what we play for and that's what we want to do. And, uh, you know, it takes not only all players, it takes training staff, training or coaches and, you know, trainers and, and everybody involved deserves and deserves to be in that picture. And, and that's what we play for. When, when you lifted that trophy overhead as captain, you look back at all of your teammates and the excitement and the happiness and the joy in their faces. that's got to be a pretty unique feeling. Yes, it, it's, it, it's like, a, it feels like a once in a lifetime and it, and it just feels like an elephant comes off your chest, to be honest with you. We lost a few years back in, in, in Rochester where we, like, it was just the weirdest way to lose the championship. And like, that was the mini talking, game, right? Yeah. We lost in a mini game. It was 10 minutes. We're up to nothing with two to go. It's just yeah. like so extreme. It was like, dis- like you just couldn't believe it happened. And then, uh, you know, to, to win one like that, there was a lot of guys on that team that put a lot of years in. I think it was like probably nine, 10 with, with Dix and Danny and Greggy and stuff like that, that, and you know, Bob McMahon's been in the league since the league started. I don't even know, like three leagues, MLL, whatever it's been called. He's like, yeah, he's been around. So we actually, we actually gave him the trophy first just because, uh, you know, he's been around for so long and he was such a mentor to so many people in that, in that dressing room. But what a relief when you when you actually can get it done, and it's tough to do. It's really tough to do. Yeah. Um, obviously, the last two years or whatever has been been a crazy time. Obviously, you're a working man, but what have you been doing with the family just to kind of keep yourself sane? Well, during COVID, we had another one, so I got two right, girls. Yeah. I had, uh, yeah. My uh, Madison's uh, a COVID baby, I guess. Um, but. Uh, two girls under the age of four and a wife and a household that's uh enough to keep me busy <laughs> yeah, so it's enough. uh we uh we bought it we had a camper so we've been yeah. we've been uh camping a little bit here and there and uh you know i've been itching to play so i'm playing a little bit of lacrosse with some uh some leagues up here but it's just getting out and throwing the ball around really right now but um i don't know golf golf yeah. work spend time with the family that's really all it is and uh right now so you know i can't go another winter without it so hopefully this is uh everything settles down here and uh we get back down there and it's it's a goal this time um you mentioned uh the summer league in county playing the xl i'll just have a bit of a, a put together by some people to get you guys out playing and and give you guys something to do and, and feel the the presence of the medicine game and, and you've been out there shining um, as I see every week, you even scored a goal from your defense event. Um, what were you doing back there? I play defense sometimes. Not <laughs> I try and take the, I try and take the short changes when it's ever it's in the, in the short change, I put, try and play some defense. Yeah. Fair enough. Uh, you know, it, it, there's a lot of, there's a lot of young kids. I'm probably, well, I, I think I am the oldest for sure. Yeah. Probably by probably by a decade in that <laughs> week. 
but uh, I just love it, man. Like I, whenever, if there's an opportunity to go out there and throw the ball around yeah. and play some games and have some fun, I'm in, I'm in. So, and especially with this, uh, whatever we, what are we at? Two year hiatus of, of lacrosse. So yeah. um, I was a little upset and torn that the WLA didn't come back um, this year. So XLL started something up and uh, well, I thought I'd get a couple games in. It's one game a weekend, but it's done now. I think there's a finals, but I can't make it. But uh, in the time, upcoming time, hopefully I can get some practices out there and, and get the San Diego guys that live up here in Vancouver out to the boxes and, and, and get throwing the ball around a little bit. Um, have you reached out to Graydon Bradley for number 44 yet? I play with him on the XLL. He's on my huh. team. Yeah. yeah. He's on my team. So uh, how are those conversations gone? Uh, we're in negotiations. <laughs> You're yeah, your own he, agent, so yeah, uh, he's yeah, got yeah. some trouble. <laughs> yeah, he's doing it. He's doing it himself too. He's doing it himself too. <laughs> Amazing. I'm, um, not sure, I, I'm not sure what's going to happen there. Yeah. Like you know, it's uh, we'll we'll just play it by ear. See what happens. Yeah. Um, December third is going to come soon enough. Uh, you know, there are guys that don't have a wife and, and a newborn and a young girl under the age of four uh, that have the ability to go out and work out and stay in shape. Um, how quickly will it take you to sort of get ready or is, you know, training camp going to be a, a big help for you? Well, the training camps nowadays aren't like, uh, like they used to be you used to come into yeah. camp and, and you used to come into camp when I first started to, to get in shape. Um, and now you come into camp and if you're not in shape, you get cut. So it's, uh, it's a bit different of a ball game uh, in this new, new NLL kind of deal, I guess, over the past decade, how much t- things have changed. But uh, there's not enough time. Um, you got you got three weeks for training camp, um, three weeks together. I think that's what it is most of the time. And uh, you got to get to know each other. You got to get your systems. You got to get your you know your power play, your special teams, because game one is very very important in, in an 18 game season. So uh, what I like to do, well, what I've been doing for a long time is you know I, I usually spend two months before the season on a strict diet and. Uh, doing a lot of running, um, a lot of running, a lot of uh, core um, and a lot of knee strength. And that's kind of, you know, straight up. That's, that's kind of my workout is, is uh, core. I don't, I don't deal with uh, too much weight, um, pushing too much iron up, up above my head. It's mostly uh, legs and core and uh, getting my cardio back. Um, How excited do you play with a a guy like Austin Stotts? Yeah. (laughs) I've watched him for quite some time now um, in Minto Cops, um, coming into the NLL. Um, what I see um, in Austin is, is like the ultimate competitor um, and teammate. Um, I remember when, when San Diego scores goals, it doesn't matter if Wes scores it or you know, Zach scored it or whoever scored it down there. He was just as happy no matter what. He was celebrating his will to win and his compete level is, is definitely contagious because it rubbed off on me and I was on the other team. So um, I'm excited to get out there with him. I know he's a world-class talent for sure. And everybody knows that, but I'm excited to get to know him and uh, understand what he has away from the game and understand what he can bring to, to San Diego because the way I seen it and just visualized it is uh, he's got a lot to offer um, not only on the floor, but off the floor as well for that team. 
Um, you mentioned kind of off the start that you are excited to, to get down to San Diego. How excited are you now as we get closer to December 3rd to be and to know where you're going to be and, and to be a San Diego SEAL? Yeah, it's going to be great. Uh, <laughs> you know, and the way I look at it and I've always looked at it is I don't look too far ahead. Um, I am I, looking at uh, the first week of November. Um, the first week of November, I believe we come down to San Diego for training camp and I don't want to look past that. I and uh, I just want to get down there, meet everybody, and uh, and get going guns a blazing right off the bat because there's no time to waste. And uh, if you know I'm there to win, I want to win, and winning's really the only thing that matters um, when it comes down to when it comes down to playing this game at this level. So, uh, San Diego is going to be fun. I'm willing to have fun, but <laughs> we we need to win. We need to win. Uh, Dane, this is awesome, man. I appreciate catching up with you. I appreciate you giving me some time. Uh, I know you got a busy family to get back to, but uh, I know San Diego fans are thrilled to see you in purple and gold, and so am I, buddy. Thanks for doing this. Thanks, Teddy. I appreciate it, man. Look forward to it.